Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 3, with me, Laura Carter, and Sophie Hillier. Hey, guys. So sorry, we've been MIA for a while. We are trying to find our feet with this. We're both at different universities, and we're just trying to find a way for this to work remotely, aren't we, Sophie? Yeah, I mean... Me and Laura live 70 miles apart, anyhow. We do. And the, the middle point for us was Birmingham. Um, and obviously, I don't drive that way anymore. I drive from Staffordshire to Nottinghamshire every day. Um, and this leads us on to some really fab news in regards to Laura. So I'm actually currently recording at home, and Laura's in the studio at Birmingham. Um, so we're trying to make it work, you know, get all the equipment in so we can get it sounding brilliant, um, even though we're not in the same room which is sad times um but yes it brings us on to some lovely news because uh, laura is in the studio right now in birmingham however in a few weeks or well, the next episode probably won't be in the studio so tell us your fab news law oh that's so scary yeah this is probably <laughs> gonna be my last time here um this is my final week at birmingham City university i am going on to bigger things i'm going to be a senior lecturer in fashion marketing at Northampton University so I'm really excited for a new challenge a new chapter I mean they say that moving house getting married and starting a new job are the three most stressful things that you can do and Mm -hmm. I've done them this year so I feel like I'm just tackling 2022 (laughs) with everything it's thrown at me um, but no, I'm excited. I am excited. I'm very nervous. I'm not good with change on myself. You're not. So. <laughs> what do you say to me? If you're not learning, you're not. No, if you're not learning, you're not earning. If you're not earning or learning, it's time to move on. So I feel like I've learned everything. BCU, next chapter. Absolutely. You know what? BCU for both of us, I think, has been a lovely comfort blanket. It's both where we um, we both studied. We've had, you know, we spent a lot of a lot of our academic lives and careers there. And sometimes it is just time to move on. And it's it's fair to the courses, it's fair to the universities, and it's fair to us as well as individuals. And guess what, guys? You guys now don't just have two fashion lecturers. You have two senior, senior, senior Yay! lecturers. As girls got senior. Um, so ooh, ooh. You, know, you just you just the podcast is just gonna go to a whole new level. Um, but yeah. It will, it will mean working this out. Um, thank you, George Turner. I'm using George Turner's very fabulous podcast, Mark, even though the idiot doesn't have a po- podcast. Um, <laughs> Thanks, really George. To come on there. So I've, I've loaned a podcast, mic, uh, and Laura's getting hers sorted for when she's at home. So you know what? If anything, it's going to make it even better because it's even more regular. We can just do this you know as and when we're free absolutely and also pp smashing life as well pp has been amazing producer pete in supporting us and he's in the studio with laura right now so i'm very sad not to see we him. love pete but pete is also doing his masters at the moment as well he's holding up love hands oh, pp mm. so pp's also smashing life and isn't it i mean this is a nice I feel like we've been a bit soppy, but this is just a nice chance to shout out how amazing producer Pete is um, and how he is the hidden gem of this podcast, isn't he, Law? He's not the one that you see on all the promotion, but without PP, we wouldn't have. He's the third he's, one. He's the third fashion He's the third fashion So 
Oh, he's so happy. We love love him. He's doing an MA, so he's very busy and he still manages time to squeeze us in. We're all all upskilling. We're all upskilling. We're learning. And this is just going to get bigger and better. And PP is single, guys, just to let you know. I feel like I've just... Now he hates us again. He hates us, yeah. But he is single, ladies. Please reach out to him. He's an absolute gem. He's swearing at me now. (laughs) Stop from the parts of swearing. I'm glad I can't see him. It may have been last day. I was in a charity shop, um, just looking at some bits, and they got like a book section, um, and they had Katie Price's book. Oh no! <laughs> and had a secret little lol for myself. You yeah. didn't buy it, then, did you? You didn't rebuy it. Um, but yeah, it just made me have laugh about producer Pete. Um, so, what have we got in store today? We've got lots of things to talk about. We are interviewing on uh get to know. Uh, we're actually interviewing um, one of the current students at BCU doing the fashion business course because she is a plt student ambassador cool. um, which so we cool. love and we've seen lots of uh, girls girls and guys all across the country that have been signed up to this new um student ambassador program so we want to hear a little bit more about that which is really exciting so we're looking forward to speaking to tilly definitely she's so lovely she's clever she's beautiful so i'm really excited to see what's in store for her yeah really good P- um, plt are doing some interesting things at the moment and making some interesting moves so sounds exciting to talk about i like to know this week we're going to be talking about the girls allowed collaboration with primark the gorgeous nightwear collection that they've launched to support um breast cancer charities um and then, yeah, just our usual ramblings in like to know. Here we go with in the know. Um, hi, guys. My favourite bit, my, my, my section that I love to rant about. And we just, we just jump from tangent to tangent, don't we, Laura? We have a lovely old time when we're doing in the know. Um, so what the hell is going on in the world? What the hell is going on in the world of fashion? Of retail. You know what I've noticed? And I've noticed this since about mid-September. Christmas everywhere. Stop. Stop. It's giving me anxiety. Um, one of my students said today, oh, I'm do- I'm started the 12 weeks of Christmas of like pub crawl. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, 12 weeks. Like I am not yeah. mentally ready for this. We've not even done Halloween yet or bonfire night. Well, this is what I said. I've noticed this year, and I was talking with my students about it last week, that so Christmas is never normally in store by September. October, yes, you start to see that transition with, like you said, Halloween stuff yeah. into um, winter stuff. So I'm talking more, probably less about, I don't know, like I'm seeing like Christmas pajamas and that kind of stuff. But I've noticed like your B&Ms and all those places that since about mid-September. And I think it's because cost of living crisis, the, the current big C, so people are getting an extra payday in before Christmas because normally it's like start to mid-October that you see Christmas stuff. So I reckon what people are doing is going, if we get it in that little bit earlier, people are going to get an extra payday in, aren't they? True. But when I see stuff, I'm like, it gives me anxiety. Like, oh God, I've got to start thinking about presents, who I'm buying for, how I'm going to afford it. And it's panicked me. But I complete, I do see the other side of actually it gives me more time to save. But the same time i'm like i've got so much so many other things to pay for before i can even think about christmas it's tricky it's tricky absolutely and i don't know you know 
we're making some major cuts this year with with how we're you know we're doing Christmas and I don't know maybe as you get older I mean presents are lovely we all love getting a present but don't we um, we're doing like more like family secret Santas and, and and stuff like that secret Santa we do that yeah and then people get more like meaningful presents that are kind of worth more of one person as opposed to like dribs and drabs yeah and so there's little bits that you don't really want that you know bath stuff that you don't really run and then is it a waste of money and you know you're great you're grateful for a gift it's kind but I think with Secret Santa you set a budget and and then you can kind of buy something that you know that they really want and will really use yeah no absolutely and you know I've been reading obviously a lot around kind of Christmas shopping and again the cost of living I feel like we've gone from Covid to the cost of living crisis I know you know people people are really conscious and American Express have just um released a report and um it says that 71% of people are proactively looking at sale items. Yeah, I can understand that completely. So there's a, there's a raise in that. Yeah. Well, look at George. George Asda have just released that new food range, haven't they, where it's like yeah. cheaper goods, like basics, which is fab. Yeah, even more basic than your smart price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is. People are looking for something. For fa- but the only thing that concerns me for the fashion industry, not concerns me, but like if you're looking for sale, it's normally last season. Um, I mean, it's great for me at the moment because of my honeymoon because all in the sale is all the summer stuff and holiday stuff. And I'm like, yes. So I'm getting all my honeymoon stuff from Mauritius. I think that's why I've like gone to Vinted and, and, and gone to stuff like that because actually, it you know, you're saving a lot more money um, by like looking for sale items. and Yeah, absolutely. Stuff like that. And I read a really interesting article. I think I sent it to you, Laura, on... Um, whatsapp about like the rising designer stationery yeah wild which i love wild i love and i think i'm gonna put it out there that i think this is gonna be like the lipstick effect of like this recession so like 2008 we had people buying designer lipstick because they couldn't afford the designer handbags whereas now maybe people are buying like designer stationery as an alternative because it's a lot cheaper than buying 100 clothes and apparel so it's having little gifts and stuff isn't it yeah which i completely get like i 100 buy into the lipstick effect and even for like my wedding as like thank you gifts my bridesmaids i bought them like either like a Chanel mirror, a YSL mirror. It's like a little bit of luxury because I couldn't afford to buy anything, you know, any more expensive. I mean, that's ridiculous. The stationery thing, I kind of get it, but I'm just a bit like, like I typed into Google designer stationery and the first one that came up was a Gucci notebook and like thank you cards and envelopes and it was £250 and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, but (laughs) if you can't afford luxury, why the hell are you spending it on a flipping notebook? So for me, like, like, okay, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like to get a nice notebook from, say, like Paper Chase or something. I love that. I love starting a fresh notebook, but I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't buy anything designer. But then I get it in terms of like, you know, you can get like Mont Blanc pens and things like that. I kind of get that because that is luxurious and it's a really nice pen. But would I buy one myself? No. I wouldn't. I mean, hun, I'm sat here with my B&M diary. Actually, no, it wasn't b and it was the range. And two random pens that I might have had in my handbag for about seven years. That's just, that's <laughs> that's the extent of my stationery. Probably found in the, in the stationery drawer at work. Like, I mean, I used to actually work on the buying team um, for stationery. So I do have Ooh. this love for stationery. Um, and looking at, like, different, like, designs and patterns and things and putting them on notebooks. But... 
Like you can get really nice stuff from supermarkets and high street. I just don't see the need. Like I think that's extreme. But if it, I, I completely see the lipstick effect, one hundred percent. Get it? Totally get it. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll see. Moving on then. What else have we got in the news? So, how do we feel about the new Top Shop Top Man identity that ASOS have launched? Interesting. So they've called it Top Shop London. That's what it is on their platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I do actually go to ASOS to look at the Top Shop stuff. Do you? Mainly because they do do a tall range. Yeah, and the only places I can tend to get tall trousers from is Topshop ASOS and M&S. Oh. So I will always look at Topshop Tall to look at like the new collection and blah, blah, blah. So I did have a little gant yesterday. Um, I don't really see a, a big difference. Like, No, I think it's clever with the name. I think it's clever with the name because I think when you think Topshop, you think Oxford Street. Yeah, you think London. So fine, get it get it yeah so that gets it but and I, I do think the imagery is very beautiful it's very true to what top shop was yeah um but my, my my thing is like the pricing hasn't really changed no it, it seems to be retargeting the same top shop customer that might have come over to asos um which is fine. maybe that's what their plan is they want to re re-engage that top shop customer but my problem with that still is like that customer is just aging like any customer for any retailer so you know we were the top shop customer um so you know maybe we'll you know you might go on and see something you know one of the like i'm looking at a lovely orange fur jacket to be fair but i don't think the pricing if, if the pricing is still the same as it was which it is very similar and the branding is still it's it is it's it's a new visual identity but is it i don't know Am I being fair? I'm scrolling through ASOS now and it all just seems like basics, like your jeans, your tank tops, your jackets. Like, there's nothing that makes me think, like, got to get it. Got to get it. Where, I know you're not a big H&M advocate and I absolutely am, but I'll, like, see things on H&M and I'm like, I've got to have it. Like, I'm, I'm going to, it's going in the basket right now. But looking at this stuff, I'm just like, I could get this stuff in H&M, in Primark, in... River Island, like mango, like there's nothing that I'm like, wow. Like it's just, it's like a slimmed down version of what they had. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, I've watched um, an amazing, pro- oh, I've watched half of it. I think I've told you to watch it as well. So I highly recommend it. I need to it. watch it. Need um, to. The Trouble with Topshop on BBC. It's so good. It's got Jane Shepherdson on. Um, it goes back to like, the start of the Arcadia group with Philip Green. And so I'm very much in, in that side of it right now. But it's so interesting, like the history of it. And I'm currently writing a book chapter. Um, and this is the theme of it. Um, so I can't say too much more than that um, on that. So that's definitely going to be in there. And also, we obviously, we spoke to Sam Preston, didn't we, on our last episode. Yes. And she had some great insight. Honestly, watch that program. I recommend to the listeners. Um, but yeah, it is just, it had, at that time, it was special. And no one did anything yeah. like Topshop did but now they're just trying to re i'm just a bit disappointed in asos yeah. i feel horrible saying that i feel i'm just a bit disappointed like this isn't a rebrand i, um, I don't know am i being harsh no <laughs> no i think that they were so good years ago because they were so up to date and what you the the things that they sold were so different and so trendy and now i just feel like they've simpl- simplified their product line and mm. you know stripped it back because they they probably had to get rid of loads of staff and maybe those staff came over to ASOS, not really sure what's happened, but they've played it too safe now. It's too yeah. safe. Safe the And word. I just don't know. Yeah. Disappointed. 
yeah, it might re-engage some of those customers that were disappointed that it disappeared and still safely shopped there. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a groundbreaking. Nah. Um, and yeah, just I think last topic. I suppose it's two brands and it's kind of linked um, in terms of products that are being developed for different stages of maybe women's lives or for unfortunate events in women's lives. So um, I have seen that Primark have done a menopause range which I just love. I just absolutely love. They're branching out. They're thinking about their customers and these kind of other needs. Obviously, I always say Primark's consumer is predominantly female um, and age range is really wide. Um, So I thought it's just really nice and considerate. Obviously, I'm not going for the menopause. I'm pretty sure you're not going for the menopause. So I'm pretty sure it's not products that we're going to be purchasing. But that's the thing. I guess it's my naivety because I haven't necessarily explored the menopause, but I wonder what type of products they actually are. Because are they categorized? Like, I think it's amazing. Um, I'm definitely seeing more on the television in terms of interviews, people speaking out about going through the menopause. I think it was Davina McCall that's released a book or a podcast about her journey through menopause and how it's affected her. Caroline Hyron as well, who's like the beauty expert. She talks about HRT. But I wonder in terms of um, Primark and their collection, what it actually is that supports the consumer going through the menopause. Is it like breathable materials? Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you all about it. It is a really small collection, but I suppose at this point it's like in kind of trials, isn't it, to see um, yeah. how it is. And it's exactly that. I think the concentrated the concentration is on kind of cosy home uh, pyjama type sets because of hot sweat, so it's concentrated yeah. on that element. So it is, it's breathable lingerie, as it's described, um, to help with hot flushes. It's not... I love tight, that. irritating love that. or stuffy. Um, and you know what? It, like, you know, other people get hot spots for different reasons if you look poorly. Absolutely. Or, I don't know. Um, any health conditions and stuff like that. So actually, it might have some use there. But it's all very much like leggings, um, basic tops, slip Comfortable like, clothes. Slip dresses. Comfortable clothes, uh, like camis and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and yeah, and the focus is on the material being like super breathable, um, um, and kind of if you've got like, sensitive skin and all those things so it's more kind of for the sleep and the day-to-day lingerie and stuff but I think that's it's a start isn't it it's a start and it's I don't know of any other company doing menopausal underwear no I don't not I mean it's not really something that I've I guess I've looked into I maybe if I explored it a little bit further yes but I think it's really good that um a fast fashion retailer is tapping into that I think that um, fashion brands are being far more considerate and understanding of who their mm-hmm. consumer is and what their needs and wants are, which is great to see. So I hope we see yeah, more definitely. of this in supporting, you know, different health conditions and experiences and, yeah, I guess just it's growth. It's kind of normalised, isn't it? Isn't it? It's definitely like we all know it's there and like it is a you know it shouldn't be a bit of a t- taboo sub- subject. Absolutely not. But I think it's right. It's the same like talking about your periods to boys. Yeah. Like it's absolutely fine. Like it annoys me when even like I could look at PP when I'm saying this, but like, you know, like period adverts, he's smiling at me, period adverts, they always <laughs> like pour like blue liquid on and it's like, it's not blue, it's red. Oh, but we almost have this kind of like, inse- do you know what I mean? It's always like a little bit of a, oh, can't really talk about this. When no. really it happens to nearly nearly every female so why is it not 
widely talked about. And I think that's why like people like Caroline um, and what's the face, Davina, are openly talking about it and, and breaking that stigma and saying, we all go through it. Why is this such a, you know, secretive conversation? So I, I applaud Primark for it. I really do. Me too. And I think it's just, you know, we might be 10 years off it or whatever. Who knows? 10, 15, we don't know. And it's Who knows? But it's, it's for people maybe of our age that know inevitably, inevitably, I'm making up words, inevitably. <laughs> inevitably. Um, inevitably. You got there. She got there. Yeah, I got there. I'm an academic huns. Um, it will be there. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll remember that Primark did it and hopefully the retailers follow suit. 100%. Imagine yeah, yeah, you're going yeah. through it now and you're having to like actively seek out things that are going to help. But like for it to be at the forefront yeah. of your mind that a brand like Primark do it, you go, oh, I know, I know I'm, this is happening to me now. I'm struggling with hot flushes. Sure. I'm going to go to X, Y, and Z retailer. Um, and it kind of brings us on really nicely to something else that I've seen as well. Um, pretty Little Thing, who have actually developed a post-surgical like, mastectomy collection um, for lingerie, mm. which I just, I mean... Um, one of our students many years ago did, did it as a collection idea for their buying project, didn't they? I think it was with, uh, it was Speedo. Ah, uh, yes. As a, who was that? Uh, I know exactly who the student is, but I don't know if they want me to say the name, so I won't. Um, okay, fair. Um, I'll tell you after. Um, but an amazing piece of work. And it was, I think it was, and it was, it was Speedo. It was part of their marketing work. And they looked at um, the need for swimwear for people. I mean, I know of like my auntie, um, my friend of my friend Lisa, who have either had mastectomies or had them rebuilt or never bothered and, you know, just use padding and stuff like that. So to think of like a mm. collection that supports them and makes them feel included because, you know, they might be buying pretty little thing dresses and pretty little thing lounge sets and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't want to say an add-on, but like it's considering that that consumer doesn't have a, um, I don't want to say per- I don't even want to say perfect. I want to say perfectly imperfect pair of boobs. But considering again, it's that thing where that retailer is going to be at the forefront of your mind if that obviously ever happens to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I feel like by saying imperfect, I'm not saying they are, in- but as in like because I've had to have an operation, they are perfectly imperfect. Is what we're, we're trying to say. But make them feel like normal, and then it's okay, and that they can have the same confidence yeah how difficult that is to market as well because you don't want to say have this but you want to say we're here to support and we're offering um not solutions but things to to help you go through this um so I think it's lovely again it's just retailers listening to who their consumers actually are and I think everybody's perfectly imperfect I don't think anybody is perfect we've all got hang-ups here and there and we've all gone through something so I think it's great that brands are acknowledging that now absolutely and it's well in tune with their their tone of voice um kind of the the the, the wording and the campaigns about like empowerment and um it's like this girls versus cancer it's like yeah F you cancer. I just love it I think it's great and they talk about crushing the stigma. Oh, I love it. Stigma, here sorry. for it. So, yeah, absolutely here for it. Um, so, well done. I feel like we've got a lot of positivity out there from brands really trying, you know, and I feel like this kind of... Supporting um, women. Supporting women, lovely. absolutely. We've had, you know, I feel like a nice little theme of, like, diversity through all the episodes we've done so far um, and talking about, like, the, the collective needs of fashion audiences, which everyone is the fashion audience because everyone needs clothes. So, yeah. 
Go PLT, go Primark. Go Primark, we love you. Okay, I would love, love, love to introduce you to our get to know the beautiful, talented Tilly Young, who is a pretty little thing ambassador. So welcome to the podcast, Tilly. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, Tilly. You are more than welcome. What a great role. What a great new role. That's so exciting. So it's PLT student ambassadors, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's called Class of PLT. So it's a student ambassador oh, scheme. No. Yeah. So what does it actually mean? Like, what do you do? So, uh, I mean, it all started back in, in July. Um, and, you, you know, it was kind of like a sign-up thing. Um, so I signed up to it. And I thought, um, there's no chance I'm getting this. You know, this this great thing, um, no chance. <laughs> got to be in it to win it. But I got the email through. Yeah, I just thought, let's do it. I'll just send the email off and do it. Um, and I got the email back and it was, it was strange because it was actually a month before I could tell anyone. Really? Yeah. So I live with my two best friends, um, and I couldn't tell them. So I was getting these parcels delivered. Oh, I I would have told them. (laughs) I I would not have been able to have held that. I would have just said, just, yeah, no. Well done you. Well done you. That is so good. Yeah. Because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to mess it up or anything. It was such a big opportunity. Um, so I didn't tell anyone um, and I got the emails through, the contract uh, contracts were sent over, filled those through uh, and it was like, yep, yeah, on the 22nd of August, you're going to release it and tell everyone. <gasps> that is so And exciting. I was so nervous to begin with. So what did you have to do in the, in the application process? Like, did you have to do anything like particularly fun or special or like a video or anything? Yeah, it was shockingly quite straightforward. I think because it's something they're new, like newly introducing, um, they just put the link up on their Instagram. I thought, I'm just going to send it off. I'm just going to do it like midnight one night. I thought, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Why not? So, yeah, it was quite straightforward. And they said, send off your university email, your student ID card, uh, kind of proof of, of that you actually go to, to university. So all you had to be was a current UK student. Did you not have to have a certain amount of following or anything for to be considered? No. So this, I was quite shocked, actually. We had to send off um, some insights to our Instagram um, and I was worried initially because I had more of a male following than female. Really? That's interesting. I know. It's because you're an absolute Controversial. babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was worried, you know, that I wouldn't fit, you know, certain criteria. But they were fine with it. I mean, I, I hadn't really delved into focusing my Instagram to fashion. It was just, you know, for the, the social side to it. Um, so... Yeah, I sent sent it all off and it was just congrats. So I couldn't believe it. No criteria, just had to be a student. I think method in their madness there is obviously, yeah, you say you've got a lot of male followings, but actually there's going to be guys out there that are going to buy clothes for their girls or daughters or friends or whatever. And you know what? And sometimes it's not about direct to the the customer it's uh, and the consumer you know it's the customer and the consumer thing isn't it so actually it's great to have different audiences and and be exposed and let's be real your instagram feed is fabulous you're always here there and everywhere wearing lovely dresses so you're perfect for it (laughs) i think it's a little bit like the rise of the micro influencer as well i really think that the whole kind of like macro influencers it's almost quite saturated in stage where if we focus on micro influencers 
you're seeing like real people and their real lives. And I think that's far more like I would interact with that way more than somebody that's got like 100K followers. Because I just think, oh, they're just doing it for the salary, like what you get paid per post, where you're doing it because you love the brand, you love the clothes and you're really interested in fashion. Yeah. And I think it's great that they're giving a voice and a platform to smaller you know smaller accounts and students you know we're the people that are a majority of us are studying fashion and we want to fill these roles you know these entry-level roles so to be listening to us and and hearing our opinion and our voice so early on is is great from such a big company so tell us the deal do you get free clothes or do you get like a heavily discounted like what's the benefit (laughs) i need to know there are lots of benefits i do get free clothes I do get free clothes. <laughs> no, I get yeah. amazing. I get a nice, a nice wardrobe, which is which is a. Do a you get to benefit. pick it? Yeah. Do you pick it? Yeah. You do. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So it's great. So that's exciting. We have to, you know, post things, you know, a month, and and if they've got upcoming things, you know, we want to make sure that we're we're showing things from different collections or whatever. But you know, they've been really great, and we've got two managers. Mine, Sophia, and she's so lovely. I mean, I can drop her a message or a text, and and she'd reply. So any kind of worries you have it, it is great because that's nice. I mean, I felt I felt so out of my depth starting. I had that oh. massive self doubt. But oh, you do. You. I mean, I think it's delving into something like, I mean, I think there's a bit of a stigma around influencing and influencing because it's, you know, I think people, I don't know, I think it's a bit, people have some opinions on it. And I was really worried to, to you know, start working with a company because I'd never done it before. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, it came with a lot of self-doubt initially. And I mean, even still now, all of my pictures, oh, my sisters you. have double checked them, my friends have triple checked Aww. them. Like, can I post this? Do I post this? <laughs> That's just so nice because it just shows what a down-to-earth person that you you are. And although you're like incredibly beautiful and intelligent, you're still oh. aware of like your of who you know, your surroundings and what you're putting out there. And I think that again, I talk a lot about humanizing yourself. And I think to do that and to be your raw self is really like fabulous I just love it yeah definitely and if I think if that's one aim that I want to keep throughout um my time with PLT is like you say just being real and honest about everything and about the journey and you know the not so positive side which are the nerves and the judgment that you get worried about and and stuff like that (laughs) it's the same with us standing up in front of a room full of people like a room full of students like if I've got a spot I'm like, everyone's looking at my spot or everyone's judging me what I'm wearing. Nobody's listening to me. They're all on their phones. And you just feel a bit like you do have stage fright. You do feel paranoid. But you just, like we always used to say, didn't we, Sophie, we work together, like you just got to go in as Sasha Fierce and just have this like alter ego of when you like own the room (laughs) and it would like get us through the lecture. Um, And I think that's, you know, you, your photos come yeah. across like so confident and so, yeah. um, I don't know, just, just so confident. But I know you and Sophie knows you because we've taught you and you are quite shy. Um, so I think it's great that Pretty Little Thing are, are tapping into this almost like this new market because they're consumer, they're, they're our students, aren't they? So it's, it's having like like-minded people. Like I couldn't pose to target students because I'm not one where you know 
what's going on, where you go out, what music you want to listen to, what type of clothes you want to wear, where you want to yeah. go to, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a, it's a clever move from them, really clever. Definitely, because as well, like a lot of brands just do student discount, don't they? Which is great. And that's as far, you know, sometimes they'll pop up to uni and do events. But that's as far as like relationships go with students so it's so cool to see plt really taking account of who their core customer is and and working with you how many um student ambassadors are there for plt I do you know around 60 to maybe 70 to 80 60 to 70 within that bracket all from the uk yeah wow that's not that many i've noticed that they've just posted uh for us students as well so I think they're doing the same ambassador scheme for for the American market as well. Interesting. And you've recently been to America, haven't you? And you went to their, <gasps> is it like their like studio or showroom? It was the pinkest, floweriest showroom <laughs> you've ever been to. <laughs> Perfect. Love it already. Yeah. So right up my street. It was unreal. I The only thing I can say is unreal. Just crazy. So I... Luckily, yeah, was in LA and and messaged my manager and said, can I pop by the showroom? I'd love to take some content there, meet the girls, meet the American team. And she said, yeah, I'll set up a meeting. And I had a moment where I just sat there and thought, a meeting in LA? Me? What? How is this even, how has this even happened? Oh, God, it's just, I love that. I feel like it hasn't sunk in really and I get... My friends are like, no way that you're doing this. And I think, to me, I can't believe I'm doing it either. I can't believe that I got the opportunity to to go to this amazing showroom, to meet the amazing people there. I mean, the girls had all, like, the beautiful clothes on. I mean, they were working there, and that's my dream. They were, you know, in this beautiful office, dressing these beautiful clothes, meeting influencers, talking, shooting content. I just thought, wow amazing well now you know what to do when you graduate and you've got all oh, the right con contacts i'm not surprised i'm not surprised either oh no i'm not shocked that you've got that as well i think it's um i think it's amazing and so in terms of obviously like i know you said like you know kind of this micro influencer type role so are you is the idea that you're targeting other students so are you you know are you like supposed to be talking about plt to students at, at uni and do you like get like give like them discount codes or any exclusives or anything like that that you're going to do or events or anything yeah what I would say you know alongside the social side to it uh, you know the social media people that follow me or that I follow are students you know people I hang uh, you know around with and see at uni it's the conversational side to it so at uni if I'm wearing a jacket someone asks where it is I'm wearing it because you know, it's it's that kind of word of mouth as well. So, if you know, I'm part of the the cheer society as well, and it's you know all about glitz and glamour and and all that type of scene. So, if I'm wearing something to cheer, if it's gym wear, you know, people ask where it's from. If I'm wearing something to uni, you know, we're all fashion students. We're going to ask where things are from and and be interested in what everyone's wearing. So, I think it's great that they're giving that voice to students but I think it benefits them as well because it's an you know another type of marketing really because we speak about it and we have conversations about it as well absolutely I feel like they are really forward thinking at the moment especially with their marketplace that they've recently launched yeah and how that's working and how they're yes. considering although they're fast fashion how they're considering their like sustainability approach so to me that's quite exciting 
I feel like it's a great step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. To see such a big brand doing something like having a resale resale platform. It it is great to see that they're having these conversations and and wanting to put the right, you know, steps forward for, you know, for the large picture. Yeah, I mean, I think that they would have had over the years, I think any fast fashion, any retailer really would have had backlash and people criticising their sustainability mm-hmm. approach and greenwashing and blah, blah, blah. So I think they're listening to their audience and looking at um, how they can do better. And I think if we look at who's the girl from Love Island um, that's the face of eBay now? Oh, Tasha. Natasha. That's it. Natasha. Oh. So she, yeah. Oh, you can tell I don't <laughs> watch I Love loved Island. it. I'm all for the Love Island. But yeah, I'm a so, maths girl. Yeah. I'm a maths girl. So they were actually sponsored, weren't they? Love Island was sponsored by um, eBay. And I think that's really interesting. And I listened to a podcast. I think it was on Wednesdays, We Drink Wine, which was Sophie Habu and Melissa. I can't remember her surname. Um, and they interviewed Natasha. And it was just great to see like how she picked all her clothes Um the show and how everything was like secondhand and it was all like her outfits were amazing and I thought what a great platform for pretty little thing to say you know secondhand is cool like secondhand doesn't need to be you know something that's really worn and battered it's secondhand is reusable and people can have longevity from the same item I love that I think that the change in the um the change in the um perceptions of secondhand aren't they um like you said I think I've really like got into vintage in the last few weeks and I will admit I have downloaded the uh, PLT app um but I I think I'm just that little bit too old for PLT a little bit now oh my god one of my students one of my students told me today and I was mortified I was too old for Halloween (gasps) sorry sorry Halloween (laughs) I was just like hold on what what so I can't like carve a pumpkin or like i'm just banned from halloween she's like well it's just not your age bracket is it spooky season it's just like wow anyway i digress carry on (laughs) Um, (sighs) i have just bought a pretty little thing dress off vintage i will tell you from my honeymoon um but i do you know i think with like the right i think vintage's done the uh, great marketing i think depop's done the right marketing so i think plt are really onto a winner with this because let's be honest most of the stuff that people buy they're going to wear once on a night out take some photos and never wear again so i think it's great good point absolutely and then if you see like a plt dress that's been worn once you're like well i'm only going to wear it once then i'll probably put it back on there let's let's share it around girls yeah love that and i think that's you know i do it or even parcels that you forget to send back the amount of times I've forgotten to send some shoes mm-hmm. back or a dress or, you know, something. It's, it's past the past the point. It's great because I'll put it on there, you know, and then you end up getting some money back for it. I do think it's a great idea because, like you say, we've all got stuff that we don't wear. We've all got stuff that we've got to send back. So it, it yeah. feels like a step in the right direction. But what do you think is, is next for Pretty Little Thing? Because we were talking earlier, weren't we, Sophie, about something else they're doing? Was it for... Was it breast cancer awareness? What was it that you were saying? Oh, no, it's the post-surgical um, underwear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, they've launched a collection of post-surgical for, like, um, for people that have had like maybe breast cancer or stuff like that. And I just love that they are, you know, they've really capitalised on who they are and what they want to be, but now they're really like kind of 
making waves and making changes and I just absolutely love it like you said Laura they're so receptive to what the audience wants yeah. and you know I just think it's yeah great you know I, I know women that have had breast cancer and etc so to come and like consider that their yeah. consumer could be that person it's just really like lovely of the brand isn't it do you it? think these things have come from Molly May or do you reckon that these were the pipeline before yeah, I don't think so I suppose there's lots of other people behind no. it isn't there yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, be interesting to know. Are you going to get to meet Molly May? Are you going to get to meet Molly May, Tilly? That would be the dream. <laughs> I think that'd be the <gasps> ultimate dream to meet Molly May. Imagine. I bet you will. You know. Well, I went to event an event um, was it two weeks ago now. And it was my first PLT event. It's the only one that I've been to so far. I, 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 India was there. Dami had a couple of other people from Love Island, and to stand in a room and be socialising and networking with these people is kind of crazy. But any second, I was just waiting for Molly May to walk through the door, but she didn't. Basically. <laughs> ah, next time. I wonder if she'll bring out like a pretty little thing, baby range. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's got to. I did see something on TikTok That'd of like nice. she's registered um like beauty products through the Gov website. Mm-hmm. So I bet that's next. Bet mm-hmm. it's next. I saw that. Interesting. Fair play to the girl. Fair play. Well, thank you so much, Tilly, for coming on. It's been great to have a little chat and find out all the pretty little thing goths. And we're so excited to see what you're doing. I acted like I didn't know that you went to an event two weeks ago, but I absolutely did because I saw it on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I loved your blazer with the the boots. Oh, Oh, no, yeah. All for it. It's great. (laughs) But I tell you, honestly, finding these outfits is super stressful. I, because knowing oh, what to wear you. how do you get you know you don't get given a dress code I had no idea what I'd never met any of these girls either so to turn up and that's terrifying yeah we all just turned up in London like hello so it was really nerve-wracking but at least you're all in it together though at least you're all like in the same boat yeah. and I bet you'll make so many nice friends out of this yeah, yeah. and we've all got the same passions which is which is great and you know we all kind of study fashion something to do with fashion so had lots to talk about well best of luck to you keep us keep us uh, up to date in what you do and stay in contact I will do thank you so much and Laura will be stalking you 100% I do the same to both of you thank you so much see she stalks us too so I do I do I have both your weddings I've got both your weddings I've seen them all bless you loved both addresses gorgeous oh you're a babe Oh, thanks, Tilly. Well, we love you and we'll speak to you really soon. Take okay. care. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Tilly. This week's Like to Know is dedicated to the wonderful Girls Aloud. They've done a cracking collaboration with Primark and I just love it. I just love it. It's, it's October. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So check those boobs, guys. Um... I've been seeing that lounge underwear, just on this little side note, have been going round because they collaborate with Copperfield Charity, don't they? Yeah, they've been at BCU this week. Yes. Actually doing it. They've had like a big, um, I went to their head office a couple of weeks ago and they were telling me all about it, how they've got this storage container and it was all about educating you and your boobs. So when I saw it in the car park at BCU, I was so excited and it was amazing because they were giving away free a free set so a bra and underwear like completely for free just sign up um you get an information pack about how to check your boobs which is so so important and i think they're traveling at quite a few universities they're going to nottingham aren't they yes 
I presume so. I did. No, see... they definitely are. Definitely are. Oh, are they? Oh, I'll well, have to find out what date because I'll yep. definitely be uh, down there for my free underwear. Um, you know, I love a freebie. Um, Absolutely. And I also saw today they're at Manchester Met. Some of our ex-students work there as well. So some of them are posting oh, about bad. that, which is amazing. So a slight side note, but obviously during this month, it's so lovely to see lots of brands. I was in Amsterdam myself yesterday just getting some... Um, getting me food shopping and I saw that um you know on all the tills and stuff they're talking about breast cancer awareness and Asda have always had like a long-term collaboration haven't they with breast cancer charities and things like that which is amazing but anyway going off on a tangent as always back to um the girls like collaboration the pajamas are beautiful I did go into my local Primark I don't know if you've seen them law but they were they had extra larges and extra smalls left and I was very no. sad because I would have got a small um, they've got lovely night shirts and lovely kind of set of pajamas. So I was looking at the set of pajamas. I'll go in on Thursday and I'll have a little look. Have a look. Um, they're eighteen pounds, so it's a little bit pricey for old Primark. Old Primark. However, charity, charity. But have you noticed in Primark they've changed? They've like ripped off the price lab- label and put a new sticker on because everything's gone up. I have on loads of like, things. Yeah, cheeky. my little trick there. It's really naughty. My little trick there is sometimes I miss them. So there's been a couple <laughs> of times that I picked stuff up. I picked stuff up. <laughs> You know that's amazing <laughs> and so good to, yeah just as a little side note I'm not a criminal oh. back to the Sarah Harding thing they recently did a gala didn't they um the four girls arranged it and all money was going to research for Sarah's oncologist um to do more studies and I think that's yes. so amazing but they said that they didn't want to perform did they because they were like oh it wouldn't be the same without Sarah which is so sad yeah Bless them. And you know what? You know, I loved Girls Aloud. I was that girl sat at the front of um, the uni classroom in my Juicy Couture tracksuit and Ugg, <laughs> yeah. singing the promise uh, uh, by Girls Aloud. Uh, uh. Remember when I won that competition? I won that competition to go and see them, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. I took my dad. Oh, Ian. Um, it was like they were doing like an ITV thing. Arian, me and Ian had a lovely night with Girls Aloud. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was reading a little bit um, about Sarah Harding and part of, um, like you said, the fundraising and the work they're doing. And I think she left a lot of money from um, her will and things like that um, into into a particular area of research around breast cancer. But um, obviously breast cancer is normally well linked with like genetics and family history. Yeah. However, she was a case of not, no family history at all. Oh, really? So um, yeah, a lot of the money that was kind of raised previously and is being raised now with this collection is in that area in particular so women that have breast cancer that have got no genetic link just kind of look at maybe what those factors are that cause wow. it and it's going to two charities I believe I think I think something like 50 percent of the pro uh, the, the, obviously the, the profit made is going to uh, Cancer Research UK and the Christie Charitable Fund so I'm guessing the Christie Charitable Fund is connected to the the Christie in Manchester Maybe. But also, I don't know that... I can't think of Primark doing anything like this before. No, I don't think they've done a bit of... They've done some influencer collections, haven't they? Bits of influencer work. But they've not done anything like celebrity... On this scale. No. Charity. I I think it's amazing. And I think what they've done is really think about the retailer that is best to do it. Yeah. Um, You know, again, we're a cost of living crisis. 
um, you know, if they'd have picked maybe River Island or, you know, yeah. a retailer that those pyjamas probably would have been £30. Easily. It probably wouldn't have worked. So they are thinking, they, they're really thinking about... Accessibility. ...the market where they can maximise yeah. accessibility. Um, you know, and it, it's, yeah, it's a very, obviously, obviously it does occur in males as well, um, but it's a very female problem. I think they've just picked a great retailer that's cost... You know, it has the cost in mind of the consumers. It's very accessible to all ages and, and things like that. So I think, great, it's going to be lovely to see how much is raised and maybe if this is going to be like a continuous thing. But they've got a, just to the, an end note, they've got a lovely quote on the back about stars in the sky. I can't remember exactly what it was, oh, but I looked don't. at it when I went in yesterday. Obviously, they didn't have my size, but it's so cute. How sweet. So everyone needs some Christmas jammers. Go and get those from Primark if there's any left. Go and get your Jimmy Jams, everyone. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to the Fashademics. We've had such a good time today. I've absolutely loved talking to Tilly yes. and finding out all the goss about this pretty little thing, student ambassador. Um, be great to follow her and see where that where that goes um we've talked all things primark um pretty little thing girls allowed lots of interesting topics today and i feel like it was a real girl power episode yeah definitely lots of empowerment talk wasn't it and yeah um absolutely fabulous positive yeah really positive i feel like sometimes you know loved it when we talk about well we started with cost of living crisis but you know there we go um and you know what it's our first online hybrid recording it is the next one will both be online so we'll see how that one goes Absolutely. but um thank you so much for tuning in the next time i will be in my new job yes, sophie will. will have um come back from copenhagen Yay! so we'll have lots of interesting things to talk about Absolutely. so thank you very much please make sure to follow us um on itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast please follow us and like us on instagram and we would love any listeners questions or any stories that you have for us for anonymous nancy we are at the fashademics on instagram guys that's our main little source of, of talking and engaging with you we still ain't got our heads around tiktok but please give us a follow and you know what just do one thing of kindness for us today go on to spotify if you listen on spotify click the little star button give us five stars you know you want to and then also if you listen cheeky on little itunes five. always a cheeky listen on itunes just tell us that you love us just, just let us know it just make our day We'd make us smile really appreciate it Thank you, Gordon. Thanks so much. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.